welcome to Golf Betting Club's The Closing Stretch. Well, this week it's just myself and Neil. It's Duncan's child's christening. So, Neil, he's got a good excuse for not being here. Um, do you have a good excuse for not being there? <laughs> I've got a hold to fort for our golf betting club this week, Dan. I, uh, I, I was going to say the Lems Duncan will go to just have a Sunday off. He's, uh, he's organised a christening for, us, for his son. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and you're the trooper because, you know, the closing stretch comes first, even though we have a bit of a runaway leader at the Genesis Invitational at Riviera. I mean, it's been great. I love watching this tournament because it's a real test of golf. It's a very classic golf course. You've got that kind of like Hollywood glitz and glam, you know, the olden days. And it hasn't really changed much over the years. So all the guys say that the, their favorite thing about this course is the fact that it tests really every aspect of their game. Yeah, I mean, you can just tell by the way the guys talk about the course. It's just, it's just one of the best on tour. I think you've got the Tiger factor as well that he's hosting this week, and it's just one they're all dying to win. Um, you talked about the course. It just does demand every aspect of the game. Um, Max Homer last year, he ranked in the top 10 of every category, you know, like putting, tee to green approach. So it's just something that you just need to be really sharp. And I think this year, the level of golf we've seen is just, I'm blown away by it. I think we've seen that pretty much in every tournament this year. I mean, we have a bit of a runaway leader, as I said, with Joaquin Neiman at 19 under par. Cameron Young, the rookie, is three behind him. So it makes our show a little bit more difficult this week in that there's a, you know, Neiman's kind of looked unflappable. He's been leading after every round so far, 63, 63, 68 yesterday. And um, it's going to be tough to beat the boy from Chile. It is, yeah. Um, I, was, I was really impressed with the way he handled himself yesterday. Um, his game wasn't as sharp as the first two days. Um, I think he relied a bit more on the putter. He holds some great putts in the middle of his round um, to really keep himself going. Um, he's got, he, he, he should close this out. He's got Cameron Young chasing him, who hasn't, hasn't won him the PGA Tour yet. He's a bit of a rookie. Um, Victor Hovland is six back. And the rest are, yeah, I, I'm ruling the rest out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on the record. I might come back to haunt me. Um, but I think it's, I think Victor is probably the furthest back that can give him a challenge. I mean, um, we talk about Cameron Young. He shot 62 on Friday. And watching him yesterday, I mean, I was impressed by, you know, yeah, he made some mistakes, but he managed to bounce back from his mistakes. And that's for a guy that's very new to being in this position on the PGA Tour. It was really impressive to see that. Yeah, super impressed. I, th I think if the one thing that we take from this week is that Cameron Young is going to win very soon on the PGA Tour. He's He hits the ball an absolute mile and he's quite straight. He, quite consistently straight. Um, so it's just a matter of time before he, he gets a win. I, we, we actually backed him at the halfway point yesterday. He was just over six to one. Um, and I think Justin Thomas getting a bit closer just inflated his price a bit. So we thought it's time to get on on Cameron. Um, I'll tell you why right now. Um, he won twice on the, the Corn Ferry Tour last year. And he didn't just win. They were both wire to wire wins. So he held, he held the lead in every round. And I know it's not the PGA Tour, but that takes, you know, that takes, it takes a lot to do that. Yeah. Um, he didn't shy away at the Sanderson's Farms um, last year, at the end of last year. When he was second, he shot a 68 in the final round and he only lost by one to Sam Burns. Um, I, I think he's well beyond his years in terms of his, his mentality and his ability to cope with pressure. So I think he's going to 
going to give Naaman a good run at it today. Um, he was really unlucky yesterday on the 16th yeah, um, he, with the plugged lie in the bunker and it, it cost him a double. Um, but if, if, if he doesn't get the plugged lie there and he gets up and down, he's only one behind. So mm-hmm. he was a bit unfortunate. And then we talk about that bounce back because then he went on to birdie 17. You know, yeah, it's a par five, but to mentally get yourself out of the headspace of, oh man, I just had a double and I'm this close to the lead, to being able to, you know, claw one stroke back before the end of the third round is impressive. Um, what sort of odds are we getting then for Neiman and for Young today? Yeah, so Neiman is odds on favourite now. Um, I think he's about 1.45, something like that. So if you put on £100, you're only getting an extra £40 back. So it's, it's, it is short. Um, you can still get 5-1 to one on Cameron Young. Okay. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty back. And like I said, I think that would be worth a flutter. If we weren't already on him, I'd chuck a few pounds at that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I just think his chances are, are better than odds suggest. But we'll see. So Neiman at 19 under, as I said, um, looking at the guy in third place, Victor Hovland at 13 under. He had, well, opened with a 71, but then 64 and then 65 on Saturday. And as usual from Hovland, those irons are dialed in and you know, making putts, he just has the, the recipe for success. And we've seen it time and time again from Victor Hovland. He's going to be one of these like longtime talents on the PGA Tour. Could he smile his way to victory today? He, he definitely could. A lot depends on what Neiman does. Um, I feel like we're going to be talking about Hovland a lot on this show and <laughs> this year and the next year. Um, he's just remarkably consistent at the moment. I don't know why he had a bit of an off week last week, which, which put us off in pre-event. And he, he started slow as well, but some something has switched on Friday and Saturday. And uh, his strokes gained approach stats are off the charts. He's just so dialed in. Um, I think he's going to have a really good go at it today. Whether Neiman gives him enough of a chance, I'm not sure. Um, but there is another market I do like Victor in, which we'll talk about later. Okay, great. Right, well, and then looking back, Justin Thomas at minus 12, Colin Morikawa at 11 under. I have to tell you, my pick at the start of the week was Mark Leishman. And he shot a 66 on Friday, 67 yesterday, and he's minus 10. So, okay, granted, he's nine shots back, but good track record around this course. You know, loves the um, conditions, loves the grass, the kikuya, grew up with that in Australia. So um, he was my pick, and I mean, he's there, but... It's a, it's a tough one to know if anyone's going to be able to catch Neiman because we can't imagine he's going to stay or fall back from 19 under. It's just such a big ask. That's, these guys are so good. But then if we rewind to the Hero World Challenge, I think you remember Colin Morikawa was leading by, by four or five and he started the first six holes, four or five over par. I'm not saying that's going to happen this week, but it's golf and, it, and it's Riviera. It, it could happen. Um, and if it does, there's so many guys just lurking, isn't there? As uh, you know, Scotty Scheffler is capable of another low one. Um, Leishman, Thomas, you know. But we'll see. I think I think Neiman's probably just a bit. He's going to have enough to to keep them at bay. Right. So, well, we have the most exciting part of the show, and we can hopefully make some money on this. It's the closing stretch parlay. Yeah. So we've got a good one this this weekend. We've got a twenty-five to one long shot where we're playing two outsiders. Uh, and one favourite. So the favourite is going to be in the last group. And then we've already talked about him, Victor Hovland. 
he's, he's up against Neiman and Young. Uh, I just think he's going to go low, go low today. And he's yeah. available at six to five, so I feel that's a bit of value there. Um, the second one is James Han, and he's up against Cameron Smith and Figala. Figala must be starting to get a bit tired after his, his heroics last week. But James Han was really, really strong tee to green yesterday. He shot three under, and he really just impressed me with his approach play and stats. So I think he could low, go low, sorry. And the third is Martin Laird. Um, he is up against Jordan Spieth and Eric Van Ruen. So again, long odds. But Martin's game is in great shape at the moment. Um, I expect if he holds a few more putts, I think he's got enough, got enough to win from him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. And at 25 to 1, that'll be interesting. To one, yeah. I like it. Right, so we were just having a little discussion before we started filming and that the Masters is, what, like two months away? Less than two months now. And obviously, it's the first major of 2022. I've seen the TV adverts already. And... I mean, come on, it's the one that we all look forward to the most. And you were saying that, you know, there's really some comparisons between Riviera and Augusta National. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like I think it's the greens to me. Like they're quite undulating and they're fast, aren't they? So it just reminds me of, you know, like a smaller version of Augusta. Um and we've seen over the years, I think Bubba Watson won at Riviera and then went on to win at Augusta. Um there's a lot of similarities in terms of the players that do well. So you talked about Mark Leishman, he's also got a great Augusta record. Uh, Adam Scott, great Riviera record, great great Augusta record. Um, and Dustin Johnson as well, who's just outstanding at both courses. So it's, it's probably the, the time of the year where I start, you know, looking at the market for Augusta and start thinking who is who is really on, on the game. I know there's still just the best part of under two months to go. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's time to look at the market and think, who's value? Mm. Well, and I think it's just such an interesting time in golf right now as well with um, all the Saudi conversation because, you know, God, we could really dive into that. But there seems to be such a split right now on the tour. And there's some guys that we know are, you know, without them coming out and saying they're 100% going, we're 99% sure that they are gone. And then you have other guys that are really pledging their allegiance for the PGA Tour. When it comes to the majors, even the guys that go and play on the Saudi league, they're able to play in the majors, but I don't know. There's just a funny dynamic right now. And I feel like that has to have some sort of impact going forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I was listening to Kramer Hickok was doing a podcast this week and he was talking about how 17 players have already agreed and they've signed NDAs yeah. and um, it's all, it's happening. It's hundred percent happening and it's probably most likely going to be June. So we're going to start hearing about it soon. Yeah. Um, I, th I think the Masters shouldn't be affected, but the other majors, you know, the the league will. If the league starts in June, it's going to be it's going to affect the other majors, isn't it? Uh, the thing that's kind of interesting for me is uh, when they said this week that they expect to make a formal announcement the week of the Players Championship, which is the PGA's tour, the PGA Tour's flagship event, and it seems a a little bit of a petty week to make these announcements, but. You know, we have to remember that the players has got a ginormous purse and it's just a couple of weeks away. Um, so maybe when we're thinking about big tournaments, that one could be impacted more than the majors going forward. But, you know, it's all, as we say right now, until things are confirmed, it's still all very much hearsay and rumours and up in the air. But, I mean, it's safe to say that it's definitely happening. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit about WWE and, um, and NCW or, or Raw versus SmackDown. <laughs> I think it's got that sort of feel. It's got such a 
such a split feeling. Like, um, so it'll be very interesting to see who those 17 players are. Um, mm-hmm. But you've got to say it's a big gamble to their careers, uh, unless they're towards the end. Like, what happens if the, the Saudi prince decides he, d- he doesn't want to do it anymore and they're, they're banned from coming back to the PGA Tour, aren't they? So, yeah. crazy. Right, well, going back to the Masters very quickly then, um, already you're looking at the odds and the market. Who are some names that are kind of standing out to you right away to, to get these odds pretty early? Yeah, well, I'm just looking at the market now. And as you'd expect, world number one, John Ram is favourite. He is eight to one. And uh, Colin Morikawa, next best, 12 to one. The one I'm quite surprised about is quite short uh, in the betting is Jordan Spieth. He's 12 to one. Okay. Um, I was quite surprised that he was going off at around about 50 to one this week. Um, and like I just said, we're only the best part of two months to go. I know Jordan just loves Augusta. But 12 to one, third in the market seems quite short to me I, I couldn't be back in that and then when you look further down the odds I'm really surprised to see Patrick Cantley at 20 to 1 um, f- from what he's been producing I know his major record to date is, is, is pretty poor to be honest but it's just a matter of time isn't it the, the way Patrick Cantley is playing he's just reeling off these top 10s and even this week he's not brought his A game but he's still in like 30th position you know, he shot 5 under yesterday he's just so consistent um, and if I do remember right, the year Tiger won, Patrick was quite close um, to winning at one point. He he traded at like five to one in the final round. And then I think he had a bad couple of final holes. But Patrick Hanley, 20 to one, surely quite good, no? And the thing about Augusta National is the more you play it, it's one of those courses that experience counts for so much. And, you know, that was another year that Cantley had under his belt. So, yeah, he's... <laughs> Crazy good. We we've seen he's, how he's learning the course more every year. That's that's what tends to happen. You don't come to, come to Augusta and just win straight away. It just doesn't happen. Um, Although, and and here's a name, and I don't know what his odds are because you've got them in front of you. But Will Zalatoris, who played the Masters for his first time last year, ended up finishing what third and put on a really impressive display. We've seen Will again, almost won a couple of weeks ago, but you know, it's. People are still talking about, you know, he's searching for that debut breakthrough win on the PGA Tour. Imagine he did it at Augusta National. Well, he, he's almost an exception to the rule. That just shows how good this guy is mm-hmm. um, to be able to just arrive at Augusta and produce that sort of performance. Um, so I'm just checking for you. He's 35 to 1 See? currently. Um, yeah, we, we backed him this week, actually. We were a bit disappointed by his performance. Um but yeah, he, he he's a class act, so he's already shown he loves the course. Um, and he's he, approach plays his thing, isn't it? And that's what Augusta demands. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know there's one you like, though, that you like this week. Well, Mark Leishman, I've always, always been a fan of Mark Leishman at Augusta National. And I think that um, he's still waiting to get that major under his belt. And I think when that happens, it, it's going to elevate him. He's so on the verge of being an absolute superstar golfer on the PGA Tour. I mean, he has already, he's got a lot of wins under his belt. However, that I think if there's going to be a major, his first one to win will be the Masters. He's played well around Augusta National a lot. He's been in contention here before. And I think just as the years progress, his game just gets better. It becomes more refined. And, you know, I think that uh, Leishman is definitely my one to watch already. He's a great price. I'm just looking at 66 to 1. Okay. Um, so there'll be a lot of each way value there. Yeah. If you um, For all the UK viewers, if you go into Betfair Exchange, he's available at 90 to 1. So 
I could be worth a pre that. <laughs> also, also another Australian that's uh, performed well this week. Kind of, I always think about Augusta is Adam Scott. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's really seemed like he's hitting the ball nice this week. I like the way he's talking about his game at the moment. Sounds like he's trending and he's he's in a good spot right now. So he's around about the same price. He's another one I'd I'd be thinking about as well in, in the lead up. So uh, a good spot right now in that he's probably about to cash a multi million dollar check from the Saudis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy about that. See ya. <laughs> All right, great. Well, we'll be talking about the Masters a lot more in the coming weeks. Enjoying the final round of the Genesis Invitational. And, um, well, Neil, this falls to you this week. How can people get involved with Golf Betting Club and your tips throughout the week? And then, of course, our show. Yeah, so if you head to golfbettingclub.com, you can uh, find out how to subscribe. Um, we offer um, a subscription fee for our pre-event plays. You can also head onto the website and follow our in-play blogs, um, which we deliver for free after every round. Um, you can also catch us on Twitter at Golf Betting Club, um, and we're also on Facebook. And we've got a Facebook group there, so yeah, head over. Excellent. And you can find this show on YouTube. Um, just search for Golf Betting Club and subscribe if you can. Do the same for the podcast. It's on all podcast apps and websites. And uh, well, the Florida swing begins next week with the Honda Classic and we'll be back then. Mm-hmm.